0: Friends, welcome to today's episode of Enough for Today for Wednesday, May the 17th. Thanks for joining me. I hope that you're off and having a good uh, day already. I hope your week is going well. We are in Psalm 78, so join me there. And I'm enjoying this psalm. And as the opening was rolling, I was just thinking about what we have before us today. And I think it's just wonderful. I think it will encourage you. So, Psalm 78, we left off yesterday um, around verse 30, 31, 32. We're reading about the faithfulness of God to ancient Israel, and yet their rebellion, their defiance, their murmuring, their complaining, they relate to him as immature, disobedient, defiant little children. They don't understand the loving heart of their father, their shepherd, their God, their redeemer. So it says, uh, therefore, the uh, verse 32 is where we left off. For all this they sinned still. He fed them, he redeemed them, he rescued them, he protected them, he guided them. For all this, they sinned still and believed not for his wondrous works. So they just chose to refuse to believe the evidence of God's care and God's love. Now look what happens when we deviate from our covenant relationship with God. Look what happens when we flounder in our love and we begin to Uh, relate to God in our belief I should say and we begin to relate to God on the basis of our lusts and our human desires treating him like a genie instead of bowing before him in adoration as our father and as our lord and king and redeemer and savior look what happens verse 34 verse 33 therefore their days did he consume in vanity and their years in trouble Now, I just want to touch on this very quickly life lived against God life lived out of fellowship with God life lived in opposition to God is a life lived in vanity it's a life lived in trouble this is where the road goes and my friend it's it's a dire warning to all of us not to be like these children of Israel in fact that's where the psalm began so that they will not depart from the covenant. We want to teach them the mistakes their fathers made so they will not, so they will place their hope in God and they will be faithful in his covenant love. So a life of complaining, murmuring, resisting, rebelling, defying, doubting, running from God, uh, working against him, contending against him is a life that is destined, it is condemned to vanity, total vanity, and years of trouble. This is where the path goes. It's so avoidable. I'm not saying that we can have a life free of all trouble. I'm saying there's really two kinds of trouble. Jesus said in the world, you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. So there's a kind of trouble that comes upon us simply because we live in a fallen world and it's happening all around us and to us. It's the product of of the fallen state of things, okay? But Jesus, we can take hope in that, that Jesus is working good things through that, and all things work together according to his purpose, and we can be of good cheer because he's overcome the world. But there's a second kind of trouble, and that is the trouble we bring upon ourselves because of our own defiance and rebellion and sinfulness against God. When we resist him, When we run from him, when we defy him in our lives and in our behavior, when we just choose to be disobedient, uh, uh, contentious children, pushing against him, kicking against him, doing everything we can to go against him and his work in our lives, we are condemning ourselves to a whole new layer of trouble. (laughs) Okay, and so now we double our troubles. We've got the normal troubles, and now we've got a whole new layer of the troubles that result because we're living out of fellowship with God. So then look what happens. Verse 34, when he slew them, then they sought him. And they returned and inquired early after God. And they remembered that God was their rock and the high God their redeemer. Now look at the first word of verse 36, nevertheless, okay, so it doesn't go well. But here's what happens. I want you to catch the nature of the relationship of these people to God. When he slew them, then they sought him. How many times in our lives did it take pain and discomfort to get our attention back to the Lord? And isn't that when we kind of mimic or mirror the image that we see in the children of Israel that in this case, when God's judgment fell, suddenly, oh, now they want to worship God. Now they want to remember him as their rock and their redeemer. Now they want to bow before him. Here's my point. There's a kind of person that only responds to God's judgment. And that is, um, now there's some people that won't even respond to God's judgment. When you read Revelation in the final judgment, in the final great day of tribulation, when God is raining down judgment from heaven, still mankind raises their fists and resists God and refuses to repent. So there's a kind of person that even in judgment will not turn and will not bow to God. But there is a kind of person that it takes judgment. It takes pain. It takes discomfort. It takes total disruption before they give God their attention. Jude talks about some saved with fear, uh, saving them from the fire. So uh, God sometimes uses pain to get our attention. That's loving, just like a parent would do that with a self-destructive child, a disobedient a uh, self-harming child a parent's going to intervene maybe with some discomfort or some pain and we could explain that the same way but listen there is a way to relate to God that relates to him on the basis of his love and his grace and his mercy and his goodness and then obeys him willingly and loves him as the rock and redeemer that he is and complies with his loving lordship In our lives. And my friend, I just want to lay that out to you today because these people could only relate to God on the basis of pain, on the basis of when He made their lives uncomfortable. And they only wanted Him when they were entering discomfort. He was simply an escape mechanism from the pains of life. And that is not the relationship God wants to have with you or me. God wants to redeem you as a loving Father and Savior. He wants to walk every moment through this life with you as a shepherd and a friend and a guide. He wants that intimate fellowship. He wants you to choose him, to love him out of a free will and a heart of obedience. And this is uh, this is the best life you can live. My friend, we'll leave it there today. Don't relate to God on the basis of pain. Relate to him on the basis of his love. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow.